Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Thanks for joining us on episode 32. We're talking about communication in marriage. And I read a quote this week that said, in an era of increasingly fragile marriages, a couple's ability to communicate is the single most important contributor to a stable and satisfying marriage. Yeah, and one of the exercises that we use in our marriage coaching is uh, an assessment that you take with your spouse. You actually each do it on your own and score yourself as a part of your relationship, but you do it together in the sense that it's uh, an assessment of your relationship combined. And a couple of the uh, areas that you score yourself in uh, that we're going to talk about here. One is assertiveness, which is actually defined as the ability to express one's feelings and ask for what one wants. Not being dominant in the conversation, um, but stepping up and saying, hey, here's what I'm looking to uh, to have happen. Um, not being scared to do that. And then the other thing uh, is avoidance. So uh, assertiveness was the first one. Avoidance is the second one, among many other things that the assessment um, scores on. Uh, but avoidance is the t- the tendency to minimize issues or reluctance to deal with those issues directly. Yeah, and each spouse is going to rate differently in this. It's, it's like personalities. You know, you're either going to be higher or lower in assertiveness and higher and lower in avoidance. And Um, But communication is one of the core things that we go over. It is usually about eight sessions in our marriage coaching and communication is a full session. Mm -hmm. And so in that, when we talk about assertiveness and avoidance, um, we encourage not to um, continue to avoid those things, but uh, to lean into that assertiveness so that you can have better communication in your relationship. Um, You know, if if you've maybe been talking to a friend and about your marriage and you've caught yourself saying, we don't talk to each other anymore, or, or we just can't communicate. Yeah, those those can definitely be some major red flags to realize that you need to start working on your communication. Right. Um, and, it, you know, if you're starting conversations and they just aren't going anywhere, uh, starting conversations with your spouse, and they just aren't going anywhere, or uh, you just don't know what to talk about, we're going to give you some tips in this episode uh, that should help you out there and uh, help find some ways to kind of reignite that conversation piece of your relationship and get it going. Or if you feel like you're doing a good job or an okay job in that area, then these will just really help to kind of step you up to the next level too. So uh, the first thing is just set some time aside each day to just talk with each other. Uh, Make sure you have some devoted time if you need to put it on your calendar or just say, we're going to do this at dinner um, or after the kids go to bed or we're both early risers. So we're going to talk while we get ready in the morning. Find that time of the day that works for your relationship and do that. And something that's really helped our relationship is having a talk list. Mm-hmm. So we just keep a, a shared note in both of our phones. And when something comes up that we're like, hey, we want to talk about that, we throw the topic on the list and we just kind of run through them as time allows. Yeah, that's been, like, like Thomas said, really helpful because there were times that, you know, if you think of something and you, you call each other right then, like 
it may not be a good conversation because maybe someone's working or, yeah. or just didn't answer busy, you know, and it's like frustrating. So it's like, I want to talk to you about this. And so it's been really freeing to just, oh, think of this. I, I'm just going to make a note. And then um, he knows as well kind of what, you know, hey, you wanted to talk about this. I saw it on the list. Um, and so that's been really, really fun and and really helping us engage in conversation. And then another thing that we learned to do is ask more open-ended questions um, to each other instead of like something that could be answered with just a yes or a no. Yeah, or single word answers or something like that. Yeah, like an example of that, it, you know, if, if you get home from work and you ask your spouse, did you have a good day? Yes. They could say yes. Or no. Like, And the conversation's over. Or even if you ask, how was your day? Then that's the single word good. answers. Was it good? I, I, used, <laughs> I used to say that every time I would get home from school and my mom would ask, how was school? Good. Yeah. And that's all I would give her. I mean, that's what that's what you do as a teenager. I really but, did you know. learn this actually as a parent now, you yeah. know, trying to draw it out of my kids now when they get in the car from school. I said, tell me about your day. Yeah. And that, that kind of stuff, like more of those open-ended discussion questions can really help in your marriage as well. Yeah. Something else we've said is, you know, what's the best part of your day? Or what was the best thing that happened today? Or what was the worst thing that happened today? Or, mm-hmm. you know, just, just find some of those questions to uh, to ask and, and really get them to open up. If, if, if your question kind of ends and they have to continue the conversation, you know, it's, it's just going to be, it's going to feel natural. They're just going to pick up and do that. Yeah. And then once your spouse is opening up to you, I mean, give them your full attention when they're talking. So turn off your phone or or put it down, put it away, um, shut off the TV, whatever you're, you're needing to do. Um, make eye contact, uh, that, that shows value to them, but it can actually be kind of awkward. I don't know why it was easy to have more eye contact early in our relationship or with people that are more of an acquaintance. <laughs> um, you know, that's a, a sign of respect and you do it maybe in your work environment. But when was the last time you just looked into your spouse's eyes with no other things, you know, that you were distracted by and and gave them your full attention. Well, and especially if you go based off of the first tip we said and set aside that specific talk time, really be intentional to make sure you're doing that without any other distractions. Um, You know, even for us, I'm pretty sure we've tried setting that talk time aside to be during dinner before, Mm -hmm. but with the kids, it's just there's constant interruptions and we have to interact with them as well and give them the time. So that's just not a quality direct time with your spouse. So it's, you have to make sure that those distractions are gone when you set, especially during that talk time that you specifically set aside. So really make sure the TV's not on, you know, even having it on and on mute is distracting. Like I'm totally guilty of this. I've put plenty of football games on, on mute and tried to have a conversation with you. And it just doesn't like, we go to a restaurant that has a football game in the corner. I'm gone. Like it's, it's true. So, so really make sure that you set aside that time and set aside the distractions. So, yeah, I mean, family dinners are important to us, but you're right. We do focus more on the kids then. And so, um, our talk times have to come once we put the kids to bed, but it's easy just to go your separate ways. Instead, we put it on the calendar literally to have 30 minutes. We're not saying like spend hours, but if you do it daily, then it doesn't have to be that, that long. It's just those daily check-ins, mm-hmm. um, which create great habits in your relationship, um, to be able to communicate in your marriage. Yeah. And another tip is to, 
praise and compliment each other often. This is going to show that you care about your spouse and that you still notice them. Notice the things that they're doing. Notice the hard work they're putting in. Notice that they, you know, did the dishes or picked up their clothes off the floor or whatever. You know, if if they're doing those things, um, a, a thank you goes a long way. It lets them know that you appreciate it, but you also care about what they're doing. And, uh, you know, something as simple as that. And, you know, I've had places where uh, I've worked in the past that, you know, the they don't thank you for doing your job. And mm-hmm. in reality, it is a choice, right? Yes, you're paying me for doing my job. So I don't necessarily have to have a thank you. But if there's not an appreciative environment, I can leave and go somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. I can go get a paycheck somewhere else. And so so that thank you, that that acknowledgement, that care, um, that uh, the, those compliments go a long way. Obviously, I was just using a workplace example, but think about that in your relationship as well. If you are frustrated at not getting those compliments and that appreciation at work, think about how much more that affects you with the one person you spend the most time with. Yeah, I mean, last week we talked about affection and affection can be demonstrated. We we're kind of more on the physical side, but it can be demonstrated with words yeah. and, um, and appreciation. And so I think with that, uh, praising and complimenting each other often, um, then opposite of that, like avoid or the same thing. I would say avoid criticism whenever yeah. possible. Um, cause the, the goal in this is to communicate and open up. You're not, um, you know, if you can't talk without blaming your, your spouse will just stop listening to you. So praise them instead of criticizing. them. Yeah. And you know, we say whenever possible because sometimes constructive criticism is necessary. Um, for an example in our relationship would be, you know, when, when we're disciplining our kids, uh, which has to happen frequently because they're <laughs> children and they, they don't know how to uh, stay in line sometimes. Um, and, you know, one of us gets a little too worked up from a situation. Um, let's use me, for example. That happens to me quite frequently. Um, you know, if I get too worked up in disciplining the kids, uh, Julie, in the moment, has to back me up to show a, 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 a unified front between uh, herself and myself right. to the kids. Mm-hmm. We have to show that we're a unified front and whatever one of us says, both of us is essentially saying. So they can't play the, you know, mom said this, dad said this game. Um, but it's totally appropriate if she sees that to pull me aside after the situation's over and say, hey, you were a little too rough on them. That really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and that's a time where criticizing could be appropriate, but not appropriate in the moment. So uh, you still want to do things to help make your spouse better. You want to cover their blind spots and protect their blind spots so that it doesn't happen again. Um, But, you know, criticizing me in front is going to undermine me in front of the kids and, you know, creates a whole big issue. Now it's a fight between you and I instead of, you know, you backing me up. And so, um, yeah, so just criticizing can be appropriate in certain situations, but it needs to be constructive. It needs to be done with love and with care. Um, if you just do it from a negative point of view, then they're just going to shut down and, you know, put their walls up and try and fight back against you. Yeah, I think then when you go back to that um, discussion, you know, when the kids are in bed and, you know, that might be something I bring up. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good to have that example then instead of just like, you always yell at the kids. You know, it's like, well... Hey, tonight when you when this happened, you know, you you said this and I had to say listen to your dad, but can we think of a different way to do that? And that's true communication back and forth. But again, coming to those if 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 you're talking about something, 
make sure you have an example to put toward it on it instead of just like an overarching thing that then your spouse hearing that is like, what do you mean? (laughs) I don't, I don't do that. Um, but if they can picture that example and go, Oh, okay. I understand maybe a little bit more of what you're saying. And I, I thank you for that feedback. Right, right. And uh, the the last tip we have is to use active listening. You, you touched on this a little bit. Um, but basically, when uh, when you're talking with your spouse, let's use that last example of the, the criticism, for example, if, uh, if you brought something to my attention, um, then for me to actually use active listening, I need to try and summarize what you said back to me. Mm-hmm. So you know, what you saw was I did this. Um, and that made the situation worse or made you feel this way or made the kids feel this way or, or something. So uh, being able to summarize what your spouse says to you um, and uh, and how it made them feel before you share your own feelings, um, that promotes that active listening so that you're saying, okay, I value what you're saying so much that I'm going to put my thoughts and feelings aside for a minute and truly just hear what you have to say. That's going to show a lot of value. I love doing this on our coaching calls, like having couples um, use active listening and then exercise of of that. And, and they, they do get to, you know, be assertive mm-hmm. and, and say what they want and what they're feeling. But then, like you said, their spouse gets to say it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't get to fix it or anything. They just kind of repeat back what they heard and how it made them their spouse feel and that's then a new level of understanding and communication um instead of this back and forth uh debate or something you know that communication can then lead to a fight yeah and it's okay if you get it wrong when you're active listening because Mm -hmm. that still shows that you were trying to listen and get it right so uh there's some ways that you can help get it right yeah i would say ask clarifying questions when you're um having that that talk so asked it did i hear you say you know and repeat back what you heard um or are you saying this and another one is am i understanding you say (laughs) xyz but that's how you can start repeating it back to them and uh i think your your spouse would really um love to hear that like did you hear you say? Because then they can say, no, I meant it this way. Right. <laughs> um, and, and you're, you know, back and forth communicating. But um, like we said before, it's always in that calm manner, mm-hmm. um, a discussion, because you've set aside that talk time, made that talk list, using all these tips, and hopefully that will lead to good communication in your marriage. Yeah, using those clarifying questions is huge because, like I said, even if you get it 100% wrong, your spouse will know that you're trying to understand and that's going to be almost as valuable as if you got it right the first time, you know, really close because it lets them know you're truly listening. You're truly trying to understand. They'll, they'll see your heart and intentions are in the right place. Even if your mind didn't catch up to what they were saying and they will be a lot more, um, happy to explain it to you again um, because everyone wants to express their own opinion, right? So, you know, if, if your spouse gets to express their opinion two times and clarify it to you to know that they're going to get the 
the point across and you're going to understand it, then that's going to show them a lot of value in that situation. So thanks so much for joining us this week. Uh, we were so excited to talk a little bit about communication. Uh, we hope that these tips really help you out. Uh, make sure you go check us out on social media at Marriage Puzzle and check out marriagepuzzle.com to uh, go schedule a free discovery coaching call with us and uh, learn a little bit about some of the things that we talked about today. And uh, as always, we look forward to having you join us next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. Bye.